0: Uh, they, we then proceeded at that point into our uh, simulated countdown.
1: A phenomenal day. It's a Friday. Uh, we have some breaking news, Matt. Breaking news. Hold breaking on. News. I gotta find my camera.
0: Uh, yeah, I apologize. G- get, was... ready. <laughs>
1: get ready. Get uh, ready. Yes. Breaking news. Alright. Breaking news. I, I even have the sounder. Oh, let me see here. Need to kill that music. There and we go. There we go. Some breaking news sound effects there. So Today was the day. Such high production. You know what? We do what we can here. We're, yeah. a, we're, we're, we're a simple group. <laughs> do what we can. Uh, today All was right. the day, in case you're unfamiliar with the sports realm, I, I live and breathe the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, and today was the day that Jerry met with Dez to yes. determine the future of Dez Bryant as a Dallas Cowboy. The, the drama began where he wanted more money. And, uh, you know, some would say he deserved it. He's one of our our best wide receivers on the team. And others would say that his productivity hasn't uh, given him the right to ask for more funds. So that was the loggerhead today of I want more money, and do we want you on the team for that amount? Right. And I am am, uh, breaking the news today that it is official that Des Bryant is no longer a Dallas Cowboy.
0: Des Bryant, his picture is up on the stream right now. If anyone is not aware of what does Bryant, number
1: 88, right. throwing up the X, and again, uh, this is this is some pretty loose reporting because I I received two texts, and that's the that's the verifiedness of the story so far okay. for me. Two <laughs> two un uh, right. two unconfirmed text messages to me is good enough.
0: Well, I mean, I uh, I don't know who you're getting texts from, but I I did see actual reporting going on, and it seems to be. That's uh, verified.
1: I was hoping, I had a small fear after I said it, a small fear of it not being true and me looking like a giant buffoon. So I'm glad. <laughs> I'm glad it is accurate. Uh, as you can tell, it's a smaller cast today. It is just Matt and I in studio. Yep. Zach is uh, on a luxury vacation. Uh, I don't know, somewhere overseas, perhaps. Uh, could be. Yeah, in Dubai, I believe. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he did. He took his pri- private plane to Dubai. <laughs> Which uh, is why we're talking about Des Bryant off the top of the show. <laughs> yeah, because otherwise he would have shut that down immediately. <laughs> uh, we uh, have a lot of things going on today. Again, thank you for joining us. So we're on Facebook and Twitter. Still not live on uh, YouTube. Still banned. Yeah. But we are Still on, on Doghouse. Uh, yeah. And again, for totally erroneous. Reasons why mm-hmm. uh, YouTube said trumped we trumped up, their- fabricated charges <laughs> yeah. against us. Our name drug through the mud. YouTube said that they uh, were looking into our our guidance or our community outlining things, and I don't think that, that that's a true statement. And then they said they would get back to us after you dispute the claim within 24 hours, and that oh. was like three days ago. Yeah. So again, uh, some struggling. A lot of good that did us. Yeah, yeah, still still fighting the good fight. But for right now, all our Facebook fans, thank you. If you like the show, please. Like and subscribe. This is a show where we talk about things uh, that you would talk about around the water cooler at work, around the yeah. you know the thing. So, uh, so speaking of, how yeah. do you feel about the the Des Bryant news? I'm 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 torn. I like Dez. I um, have never been a huge Dez fan. I think Dez is amazing, but he broke my heart way more times than uh, than he won he over. Uh, I remember yelling at the TV several times throughout the season. Just cut him. Just put him on yep. the bench and cut him, because he drop, 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 drop. But then he'd make this miraculous fingertip game-winning catch, sure. and all was forgiven. <laughs> uh, you know, as um, is the case usually. But, but looking back, with uh, looking back at this, I think Dez is going to go off to another team and have a phenomenal career, uh, as most cowboys who leave us like this do. Yeah. Uh, but I think for us right now. I agree. He was not. He's not worth the kind of money that he wanted to be a Dallas Cowboy. Well, not only that, but he he also seemed
0: to have a chip on his shoulder and uh, had a bit of an attitude. And so, it uh, like many things, uh, especially with professional sports, if you're producing, then none of that stuff matters. You can talk as much trash on the sideline. You can cause as big well, within reason, cause as big of a problem as you want. Mm -hmm. If you're out there making catches and making plays then all is forgiven but uh if you're not then the money
1: starts to sure. add up the attitude starts to add up and yep. then
0: yeah it starts to make a little bit more sense
1: so yeah that was the deal for me is i i, I also there was an argument that people used to make all the time about Dez when des would have his temper tantrums on the sideline and like knocking down stuff and throwing things around and like yelling at random people is they go he's just passionate about the game he's just that's just passion like, you know what? You don't get to play in the NFL by not being passionate. Right. Everybody there has passion for the <laughs> yeah. game. Yeah. You've committed your life to this. Yeah. So no one's like, you know what? I'll, just, I'll go out for the the NFL this week and see what happens. Everyone there is passionate. Witten is passionate. Romo was passionate. Dak is passionate. Elliott, they're all passionate. But there's at some point in time that you're making you're, – you're being kind of a jerk. Yeah, is a clean way of saying it. You're, 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 you're being a jerk, and there's no need to be that way. When you're not getting passes thrown to you, and that's why you're upset. You're not upset because you're losing. You're upset because they're not incorporating you into the game, and they're losing. When they've thrown it to him and he's made like 12 drops, he's not over on the sideline throwing a fifth in. It's right. just when we're losing because I feel like I could carry – his team but time and time again he's proven that he hasn't been able to do that so so
0: facebook is a firestorm with with comments oh right goody. now about, about this and my uh, rachel checking apart? in saying that yelling at the tv is an understatement when it comes to watching <laughs> that games
1: that is my wife and she would know <laughs> um, yeah there is okay there's been a handful of times uh, <laughs> that I felt bad about it, yelling at the TV. Okay. And one of those... What makes
0: you feel bad? Like, what are, what are the circumstances where you feel bad?
1: One of those is I was unaware. And again, if the game's on, it is a known thing. I'm going to be watching, and I can't normally control what I say. I get into a different mindset. Sure. She was filming this adorable uh, video of my son like eating his first whatever, like a... Uh, I forget what it was, but he was eating something for the first time into the background. A a landmark milestone. landmark milestone thing It's being put on film, and she should have known better than to record this. Okay, it's her fault. She should have known better than to record (laughs) anything with an earshot while the Cowboys are on. Go into a
0: soundproof room.
1: Because I'm pretty sure I, I dropped a bomb uh and, and it was pointed at someone so in the back of this adorable video of my i'm sure at that point in time like six month old son you know doing something just remarkably adorable right is, is me uh sounding like the worst dad in history so that that is still on on her phone i'm sure for the inevitable has she posted this or no, she no no no, just... no. She just it was too it, bad it was like a, as a reminder uh, here's like, who you no, are. Yeah, here's here's <laughs> who you have become. Uh, which fair enough.
0: Uh, Samantha on Facebook saying Des is part of the old guard. Uh, they need fresh guys building a new team. Uh, C.A. on Facebook says looks like he might go to uh, play against the Cowboys as a division rival, perhaps the Giants or the Redskins. So I guess we'll see how it shakes uh, out.
1: And then C.A. Chatham says that they have no cap space. So yeah. uh, we'll see where he goes. I, I guarantee you he's going to have a phenomenal year, and all of the talk sports stations here in Dallas are going to be talking about what a fool they were to let him go. But he wasn't doing the job here. Yeah. So he's not doing the job here. Let that him happens. go somewhere else. Yeah. yeah. So, anyway, that is enough sports talk. That's probably going to be the sports talk for the month for us uh, here. Uh, nope. We have some other exciting things coming up. We got to talk about Facebook. Of course, Of uh, We're uh, here on Facebook. Yeah, I love Facebook uh, sometimes. And there has been uh, Zuckerberg has been all over the press. Mm-hmm. Been in, he went to Congress on Wednesday. So we're going to replay some of that and give you our thoughts about um, how that went and what my frustrations are with this whole hearing with Facebook. Coming up next on the L- Lunch Break Show. We are back. Hello, everyone. Uh, So Facebook. Facebook has been in Congress. Zuckerberg has been talked to about uh, the perils of of Facebook and data mining. If you're unfamiliar with the story, uh, a lot of have a lot has come about from Facebook selling data to third parties. Right. Uh, And it's weird to me because I'm getting conflicting information. I'm getting uh, – Zuckerberg had a quote yesterday where he actually said that he didn't sell data, which they do. Um, yeah, and, and it's then, part of their business. Part of their business. Um, and, but my bigger frustration isn't, isn't at Facebook and Zuckerberg. It's that Congress had a chance to sit him down and, and to essentially tap him on the puckles for letting this kind of get out of hand which is essentially all he really needed to have happen. Yeah. Um, he data mined, sold data, uh, bad people got a hold of that data and used it in a way that some would say would be malicious. So that's that's pretty much it. And so what they needed to do is sit him down and go, one, uh, can it happen again? How can we prevent it from happening? And what is your level of responsibility? as far as like if this happens again where can we you know where are you to blame in this right
0: this was your moment to drag him out in front of the cameras yeah get some real answers sure. and not just uh, i mean obviously there's always going to be spin but you can ask pointed questions in a, in a in a place where he is compelled to answer so so uh, yeah. yeah i mean
1: this was your this was your shot And instead, they sounded like the, and this is Congress, they sounded like the biggest bunch of pawpaws, uh, (laughs) just old men that I've ever seen in my entire, here's a little sampling of some questions.
0: I was planning a family trip to Florida, and I searched a town in Florida, and all of a sudden I started getting ads for a brand of hotel that I typically stay in. At a great hotel at the price, because it was on the internet, that I was willing to pay and stayed there. And so I thought it was actually convenient. I have a Yale hat that cost me $160,000. I use Facebook. It's yeah. wonderful for our um, seniors to connect with their relatives. What was FaceMash, and is it still up and running?
1: That, that, that was a sampling of the yeah. just ridiculous questions that were asked. One guy was talking about his competitor, and he was trying to get Zuckerberg like trapped in a uh, like admission of being a monopoly you get that's not what he's there for. Facebook is right. not a that, that's, monopoly. That completely misses yeah. the point of – yeah. It's just you want to go like, – I, I don't know if it's more of a situation where their staffers, their staffers pull them aside and go, hey, here's the question that you, you need to ask so that we can have a quotable thing so that you know yeah. whenever this is – Running back, because I think Ted Cruz of, tech, you know, of Texas, uh, he asked about whether or not Facebook was left-leaning or right-leaning. Right. Again, not the point. No, not at all. Not the point at all. Uh, the, the things that Zuckerberg said that I found peculiar here, I'll play one about whether or not he's a tech company.
2: I consider us to be a technology company because the primary thing that we do is have engineers who write code and build products and services for other people.
1: What am I missing? Something? What products do they build that they sell? Uh,
0: Facebook, I guess. Yeah, (laughs) but that's their. It's free. Yeah, I mean, I guess I I suppose that uh, tech people or software engineers refer to products maybe different than you're not talking about a physical product. You're talking about some sort of a uh, piece of software or something else that that people can use in, in different ways and again the the data mining aspect uh, is a product of sorts that sure. they that uh, you know people tap
1: into on Facebook but like to me you're a social media company I think that's hundred percent what you are yeah there's nothing that you're making like, a tangible thing that you're making. There's no product that people are buying from you Facebook other than no ads. they're buying data and yeah. they're buying ads or, or whatever. So yeah, that was that was confusing to me. And then this question: We don't sell data. That's not how advertising works. Uh, and I do think we could probably be doing a clearer job explaining that, given the misperceptions that are out there. We don't sell data. I, they they do. They, they sell data. I, I mean, mean <laughs>
0: maybe there's some sort of legal loophole that he's leaping through here that they don't themselves sell data. But I I don't see how. I mean, that's that's the whole that's the whole yeah. point of it. You're collecting. Data about your users, which <laughs> advertisers then use to better serve their products to people.
1: Yeah, I've bought data from Facebook. Mm-hmm. I've bought a Facebook ad where I was able to choose, uh, you know, an age range, a profession, a you know what they tend to like. i I could narrow down my search based on the data that people have given Facebook. Right. I could narrow down the viewers who were going to see my ad on that that is selling data and why again why no one came at him for for that like that's a blatant misrepresentation of the truth uh andy
0: on facebook pointing out maybe this is where he's he's trying to wriggle through the loophole that they sell the analytics they're not selling the raw data they're selling what can be derived from that but still i think that's i, I mean it's it's Six and one half a dozen the other. I understand that there's probably a legal difference in that, but um, I, you know, I think functionally what they're doing is what people are upset about.
1: Yeah i i I was just I was blown away at the out of out of touchness isn't a word, but the out of touchness of of the of Congress and why they weren't better prepared. It's one one point time. It's kind of funny listening back to the interview. Uh, one of the guys goes, hey, it's been like two hours, and he wanted to take a break. And because it was nothing but softball questions, Zuckerberg goes, I can go. I- I'm good.
2: Like yeah. It was like
1: one of those, like, you guys, this is fine. We can go get get this over with so I can go back home. Um, but it's just, it's just, it, it was embarrassing to watch. It was embarrassing to watch uh, with with the, a few exceptions. No one really asked important questions, and it was a colossal waste of everyone's time.
0: No, it was an opportunity for – theater basically which i mean i'm sure yeah. the most cynical among us would argue that that's what it's all about but um yeah it was an opportunity to bring this guy up on the stand and throw a bunch of questions at him and like you said get sound bites for one political purpose or another whether that be you're against monopolies or whether that be you're against liberal bias in media or liberal bias on social media or whatever you here was your opportunity to have Zuckerberg on record saying and you being able to say look I hammered him for the stuff that you guys care about now None of it. I think it was actually going to create any sort nope. of change at least that I saw Yeah, but um, you know, there, I guess we'll see how it all shakes out
1: Yeah, there was nothing in that congressional hearing that I was like, okay Finally we have, have a, a thing to point at to go. Here's how we stop this from happening in the future Nothing. There was not not one, for me, not one takeaway of yeah. moving forward, here's a system for best practices. But, I mean, as social media gets more and more ingrained with everyday life, like that is – it needs to be governed. I'm not saying it needs to be governed by, like, a controlling party, but the FCC guides what you can say and do on the air and, and through TV and radio. Yeah. There needs to be some sort of person who can say, okay, this is a whole new thing that there needs to be some watchdog in charge of looking after how social media companies run. Because what Facebook did was, I don't don't think they were intending it to be negligible, but it was, it was negligible. It was not, it was not great. It is a black eye. I think they've learned from it. And I would be surprised if it happened again in such a blatant form. Um, But, It's one of those deals that consumers need to be aware of what we're giving out and providers need to be aware that you can't just do whatever you want with that data that people are entrusting to give to you. So.
0: Yeah, and I I saw one moment that kept getting, um, I want to say, I forget the outlet. It may may have been the Washington Post or something that wrote an article about um, one of the, and I'm going to forget which uh, which, uh, senator it was, but... Um, someone asked about where he was staying like they wanted to, they asked Mark Zuckerberg about what what hotel are you staying at this trying to make up some sort of point about the privacy that you're giving away and to that I, I would say uh, the problem becomes not necessarily that Facebook might know where you are at all times but that we as a culture have become so willing to just sure. share that publicly It has nothing to uh, do—Facebook doesn't have to track where you are. People are more than willing to tag whatever place that they're in. So I feel like some of the point there is lost in that, or there's some responsibility on the other side of the issue, where if you're using social media, then you better be using it smartly and not just simply tagging every single place that you go and then being upset because people know where you are or people have collected information about where you've gone.
1: You've told them. And that's one of the funny things that my wife and I were talking about, just how out of hand— oversharing has become right uh there is you know we have a newborn son and there is a mutual person that we know uh but we didn't have to know them they were in this like is uh, like a like a is a car seat form or a mom's group form or whatever it was who put her husband just completely on blast uh, you know talking like Talking bad about him, talking about all the different things and we may not make it and like all of wow. this like yeah, like very intimate personal stuff about them and their relationship. And then like and it's all right there. Like you can see the whole thread. And she puts and I guess as like a disclaimer, hey, if you know me in real life, uh please keep this on the down low. <laughs> It's like you're sharing this. <laughs> why with share it? If, yeah, yeah, if you're worried about that, why are you sharing that? And it was just like we see we saw a glimpse into her life that should be totally private. Yeah. It should be between her, you know, her counselor or her little group of small girlfriends that go out for wine night or whatever it is. Like but she put that on Facebook and didn't make it private, so it's public. So we're not even friends on Facebook. We were able to see it and go through and read the threads and read how personal she was uh, being on Facebook with, like, photos and talking about divorce, but then wanting to have another kid, just all of this different stuff. And I was like, good God. Yeah. And, like, that's – and then to turn around and go, but that shouldn't be given to anyone else. Like, no, like, you, you gave that info away. Yeah. So you have to be prepared. At some point in time, you can't just give up all of your info about yourself and expect someone else not to take it and use it for a financial gain. It just kind of seems weird. Yeah,
0: I mean, people, I, I think this is, it, it works this way with Facebook, with YouTube, any of these platforms that people treat as if it's theirs. Mm-hmm. It's not yours, It's uh, you are using yep. a service so, therefore, they have control over I mean, we're, we're seeing it ourselves when it comes to having to rely at least partially on YouTube. <laughs> yeah. Because well, now we have part of what we do that can't happen for a little while because yeah. of that. So, yeah, it's not it's not yours. And, therefore, you need to know that going in and not think, well, this is my own private little chat room.
1: Yeah. Uh, speaking of social media going crazy, uh, we have a new product that has been released by the Hanes... Heinz by the Heinz Company, Mm. the founders, the founders, people who make ketchup and mustard. A new product is coming out that is taking social media by storm. Matt has a hot opinion about this. We're gonna get to that here. People go wild about it. (laughs) Getting back to this momentarily on the lunch break show. Sorry about that. I hit no, unmute production. a little bit too soon. No, that's all right. Um, I, th- I think the feedback's still on the... Oh, is it? Yep. There we go. Perfect. Again, a live show here, folks. So the new product that is coming out is a combination of two already established products. And this is, again, being done by Heinz. Heinz uh, ketchup is a pretty popular. Heinz has a pretty popular mustard brand and mayonnaise. And now there's a combination... Of two things, which mm-hmm. is ketchup and mustard together. And I believe. Uh, ketchup and mayo, right? Yeah. Ke- get ketchup and mayo together. This. And it's called um, mayo chip. <laughs> mayo chip? Uh, it's a terrible name. It's a terrible name. Yeah. I can't, mayo chip. It doesn't really flow off the tongue. No, very well. not really. There's a picture of it up on the. Uh... So there you go. That's what they're doing. And again, uh, as anything that is done, uh, right, now, right now it's only out in in the middle east and they said it's doing pretty well and they're bringing it here to the u.s uh, soon and the social media i say storm is brought to you because two people are trying to two groups are either like one this needs to be here right now like why isn't this already on the on the shelves Today. Right? Why are they even
0: messing around yeah. with some other country? Yeah. Let's get it here now. Yeah, this is
1: get it in our mouths. Yeah. Why are you A B testing this? This needs to be. This needs to be. <laughs> this on is going to work. Yeah. Uh, and the other group is saying this is totally unnecessary. It's just one of those like marketing ploys. And again, it, it's weird how heated people can get over the most ridiculous stuff.
0: Uh, Samantha on Facebook right now says Mayo Chip has to be a joke. Has to. I I make it. I make it myself at home. I mix now. I, I I add mustard to the mix, but I mix ketchup, mayonnaise, and mustard in equal parts. You mix it all up, and you make your old, your a whole new condiment. And I guarantee anybody that goes to fast food and, and finds some sort of special sauce on whatever hamburger, they're just doing one or the other. They're act, mixing ketchup and mustard, or they're mixing ketchup and mayonnaise, yeah. or they're mixing mustard and mayonnaise, or all three. You're
1: already getting this stuff. So Ashley commented and said, this is just fry sauce. So fry sauce is something that comes from the Northwest tr- traditionally. Okay. They said, but they've been doing it here. It's been all It's all over Oregon uh, is these, this fry sauce. But people have been doing it here. Um, in, in Texas, it's, it, it does seem weird to have the two combined. So it already exists. Yeah. Hines is just making a, a blast all over the U.S. to have the two condiments together. My only issue with this is that it's not necessary. I can have I can just add it together and make it myself.
0: You can, but that's work. It's work, well, dog.
1: Yeah, but I already have mayonnaise. I already have ke- ketchup in the house. Okay. Why buy another <laughs> thing that just combines those two things? I mean, I mean, well, I'm not I'm not mad yeah. about it. I'm not mad that it exists. Like that's still it's like no one's like neutral. No one is like yes or, or like eh, I'm okay. It's either a hard pass or hundred percent thumbs up, get it here tomorrow. To me, I'm just like it's unnecessary. I don't, I don't. I'm not offended by it, as some are. I'm seeing a lot of uh, very vulgar tweets about the, uh, about, the about the comment. <laughs> I don't. They're passionate. Yeah. But to me, it's just a, a an unnecessary condiment. I I'm more offended by the um,
0: the the mayonnaise or the ketchup. I guess it is with food coloring in it that makes it look purple mm-hmm, mm-hmm. or something like that. I I understand it probably tastes the same. I'm sure it tastes the same.
1: Yeah. I'm not I'm not messing with that. I don't need no purple ketchup. Yeah. <laughs> I, but this this I'm into. See, but like I so said, I can't make my own mayonnaise. I can't make my own mustard, and I can't make my own ketchup. But I can make this. It's essentially fifty percent ketchup, fifty percent mayonnaise mixed together.
0: I mean, you can make your own ranch dressing, but
1: I can't. Which well, you
0: can. You can buy a little. The packet of seasoning, or you can
1: yeah. But then, what do I what do I add that to? Mayonnaise? That's what ranch dressing is. Uh, (laughs) Mayonnaise and ranch, or like sour
0: sour cream, and the the way you make uh yeah, with the way I guess it's probably (laughs) sour cream, um the way you make ranch dressing out of the packet. I I, somebody tell me like uh, somebody tell me in the comments exactly, but I think that's how you do it.
1: That it makes it so much more. (laughs) I love ranch dressing, and thinking that it's just mayonnaise and sour cream and like. The ranch powder kind of bothers me a little bit. It makes me sad. It's got to be more to it than, than, uh, there's, than pro- there's
0: probably a couple more ingredients. But my point is you can make it if you want to. Uh, and in, in the quantities that you want um, to make it in. But uh, I, I, I'm i telling you, like, I would buy this because what it saves me a step. Whenever I make hamburgers at home, we we mix all the stuff together and make the, like I said, I, added, I add mustard into the mix, which is very good, folks. You ought to try that. But it's just it's a, it's a step that I have to take time out of and do. If it was in a bottle that I could just squirt it on the hamburger, sign
1: me up. Uh, Seth Dennison says that my lunch is now ruined. It shouldn't be. It shouldn't be, <laughs> Seth. And, You're wrong. And uh, uh, Mr. Redmond said I have to run, but mayo mixed with ketchup with a little hint of lemon juice is uh-huh. a New Orleans tradition that is used with shrimp. We do it all the time here. I, it's shockingly really good. It's almost like a cocktail sauce. Yeah, and, it, and I can see that, but they have a hard time packaging mayonnaise and lemon juice together. Uh, and getting that to work out long term—that right. is two things that don't like to mix. Right, it would probably separate over time. Yeah, which would be which would be super disgusting. Yeah. So again, I, it goes back to—I I, just—I shake my head at the, the unnecessary of it. But you know, again, everyone likes to have uh, something a little bit, little bit different. Uh, when I was a kid, I used to um, do the mayo and mustard and ketchup, kind of like you, but I would add some relish in there. I thought it tasted just like uh, the Thousand Island dressing, or just like the uh, secret sauce from McDonald's. Right. Yeah.
0: Actually, Samantha was was asking if that was just Big Mac sauce, but they do add relish, relish and I believe French dressing into that, and maybe yeah. I don't know vinegar or something like uh, something else like that. I'm sure you can find the recipe online, but yeah, there's a little bit more to it than just mixing those. But that is a good that's a good base to start with
1: yeah so uh we're gonna take a quick break when we come back we have more on uh on this by way of McDonald's they went to court and we're finding out whether or not their court case was thrown out or whether or not they have to pay another fine this is coming back on the lunch break show studio we have special guest he just walked in how's it going today sir have a seat put your headphones on doing things live here love it love it this is how we this is how we run we're going to talk about mcdonald's putting a pin in that for right now go ahead and pull the microphone up to you now i believe uh dallas curly told me your name was lewis lance wait, lance i was so close i was gonna take a swing and a miss and I'm, and I'm glad i came i came close how's it going today lance doing great how are you doing doing, doing well
2: doing well um how how's your Friday been so far? I can't complain. Um. Lots of, lots of good things going on. Oh, great. So, uh, unexpectedly in the hot seat here. Of
1: course. This is how we run We just did a break. I, w- I want to get your uh, your opinion. We just did a break about a new product from Haynes coming out. Haynes. Hines. Uh, yeah. <laughs> very distressing. This coming yeah, from Haynes. Yeah. <laughs> so I like, uh, underwear or ketchup? No, it's ketchup. <laughs> <Okay>. ketchup. <laughs> They're doing uh, mayo chup, which is mayonnaise and ketchup mixed together in one bottle.
2: How have they not done this earlier? Ah. Well, that's See, the yeah. question. That's is they're, b- call, yes. they're calling it fry sauce. That's a Utah
1: so, thing. Yeah, oh, can, yeah, that's a
2: Utah thing. So, I, yeah. I grew up in Utah when I was a little kid, and they have fry sauce, and it's amazing. So, so, is, so. It, is that fry sauce just essentially mayo and ketchup? They, there's obviously, you know, how like you can have ketchup with chipotle sauce mm-hmm. or whatever to kind of give it different things. There's a thousand different ways to do it, but the base is ketchup and mayonnaise. So, to me. And again, I'm going back. I'm
1: sorry to backtrack to all all the all the fans. No, this is uh, the most important topic we've done today. <laughs> yeah, uh, but to me it just seemed unnecessary. Like that seems un because you have mayonnaise, you have ketchup, just together, and you got it. Like why why do I need this process to put in one bottle?
2: Just taste it. There, That's all okay, I gotta there say. We go. man. It's just, so good. You, you just have to. You try can make it. your own
0: peanut butter at home. Why do you, why do you buy it out of How? a jar?
1: Like, you, crunch you, up peanut butter. Yes, it's been, no, you can it's make your own. Long.
0: You can make your own butter. People did it for <laughs> yeah. centuries. Yeah. Why do you buy butter? Because it's more convenient, right? Touche. Okay.
1: Touche. Uh, Lance. <laughs> so now uh, tell me about what you do. I am I,
2: fascinated by by the real estate world, so I want to hear about you. Okay, I'll give you a little bit. So I um, I am in what's called wholesale residential real estate. So essentially, we find. Uh, real estate at a discounted price, Mm -hmm. and we put it under contract so nobody else can buy it, and then we sell the contract to an investor. So your fix and flip guy, or your buy and hold rental guy, or um, seller finance guys, a bunch of different types of investment vehicles, Mm -hmm. they all start with a deal, which is a property at a discount. Yeah, And so we source those deals, and then we sell the contract to Uh, different investors for different properties, and they then fix and flip the house and make their money, or they buy the property and put it in their rental portfolio and make money, or however they they do business. Those are our primary um, clients, and we just kind of scour the Metroplex for properties that we can buy at a discount.
1: So is this the same stuff whenever I'm up at like 2 a.m. and I see the guy who's like selling his book, and here's how you make, you can sell millions of houses for like no money down, is this, is this that kind of wholesale? Less sleazy, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah okay, that's good. the idea. I was hoping you would add the less sleazy part. I wasn't <laughs> going to call you if you didn't, but it, it, just seemed, it, so it just seems like one of those deals that for essentially very little down, some, mm-hmm. uh, it's just mostly what you do is your homework in finding the properties. And so
2: you find those before anyone else can find them. Yeah, it's not even homework. It's marketing. So essentially, we're a marketing company oh. and a negotiation company. We do a ton of marketing to find these sellers who are willing to sell at a discount for whatever reason. You know, there's foreclosure, there's, you know, poor old grandma passes away and they need to do something with the home. So we're finding these people who are in a difficult situation and then we are saying, "Hey, look, we know that it's it's hard and so we'll buy the property cash, sight unseen if you want, make it easy for you and so you can dump it and move on and then we take that property and we say, well, okay investors, here's our pool of investors, here's this property, here's what you can buy it from us for, here's how much you need to spend repairing it, and here's what it should sell for when you're done. Yeah. So essentially it's, uh, it's I mean it's wholesaling. So I've seen this
1: done then, because I've gotten a thing in my uh, uh, mailbox before, like a little like postcard. Uh, and I've seen it done well and I've seen it done horribly. Yes. Uh, and the horrible one was uh, someone said, uh, I can tell that like your house is in disrepair. I'm like, <laughs> like I, I mow. I, yeah. I, I'm proud of, of my home. Clearly, uh, sir, you need to get yeah, out of this clearly, home. Clearly, times have hit you rough, and you're <laughs> and you're ready to offload this house. And I, I've also just seen the um, uh, the someone come coming by and being like, hey, let you know. On the off chance you want to sell, you know, yep, give, give us a call. Uh, the weirdest one was someone in my front yard taking a picture of my house. Yeah. Uh, and I walked outside and they were like, oh, we heard it was for sale. And I was like, mm, nope. So uh, I've seen this on all. I, I did not know that's how you actually did that. I thought y'all guys were out looking for homes that were already either being put up for sale, but you go out and you try to find them before that point. So at that yep. point in time, anyone can
2: can do what you you do.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: We also are helping out because there's no agents involved. We generally pay all the closing costs for buying the property. So. It's not like, hey, I'm selling my house for two hundred thousand, and I really only get one hundred and eighty for it. It's like, if we're offering you one eighty, you're going to get one eighty less whatever property tax there is due for the year. Yeah. And so it's it's you know menial usually, unless you have multi million dollar homes, then generally you don't need to sell to us. (laughs) So (laughs) then
1: you're not calling me. Yeah, generally. Generally. So well, that that, that's that's uh, fascinating. So you have a company now that does marketing and like so. If someone like I guess like how would how would you go about? Uh, is it just like the same thing, like a mail campaign? Is that like your biggest thing?
2: Or how do you, like phone calls, cold calls? Do you check, like just all different kinds of? All of the above. So we do, uh, our primary focus has for a long time has been direct mail. Mm-hmm. Um, we're slowly getting into doing other types of marketing as we branch out. One of them is some cold calling. Um, probably some door knocking, but door knocking would be very specific. So it'd be people who, um, are in a foreclosure position or someone who may have passed away and, and reaching out to their family, it's more directed. We're not going to go knock every single door in the Metroplex. Yeah, that's, no. that's ridiculous. So
0: what, what is it about a house that makes it attractive to you? Is it are you looking more at neighborhoods or places that you think have growth potential or something like that?
2: All of the above. I mean, the less attractive areas to us for investment are the polar opposite of what would be attractive. Sorry. Hit the microphone. Um, Polar opposite. Yeah, sorry. Uh, Well, (laughs) it's literally the opposite of what would be attractive to like you as an end buyer. End buyers like homes in nice neighborhoods with clean-cut grass, and you know every single thing is how it's supposed to be. You know, think brand new Frisco. That's that's where a lot of people are moving to that type of area, versus where we're looking are areas that are a lot more seasoned, where there's been a lot more time for. (laughs) things seasoned. to happen hey that's, that's a marketing term correct, that is a marketing term it's
1: uh, it's season season uh, yes, no.
2: it's got more patina on the side yeah it yeah. Exactly. has character <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah yeah so though yeah we're just looking in those areas you know an area where we do a lot of work is like south dallas south dallas is really up and coming now there's there's great opportunity there because you can live 10 minutes from dallas yeah and not not pay the highland park prices and so that area is really good for us right now because it's transitioning. So the hottest areas for us are the transitional areas, areas that are, or once we're rougher and are getting cleaned up, those are the most attractive areas to us Mm -hmm. and oftentimes to our clients because they they see massive appreciation. Like for example, if they're flipping a home and they buy it today and they put on the market five months from now, well that area's value has just naturally gone up because of what's going on in that neighborhood. So it's really attractive to them as investors to be able to go into that area and say, wow, um, even if I do make some mistakes or things don't shake out exactly, yeah. if you look at the appreciation that's happened over the last six months here, if that just continues, I'll be okay. It's not, it's not so much speculation. It's more like plan C. I'm still good and I'll still make money because this area is rising as yeah. a whole.
1: Well, you know, so if you're out there and you know of anyone or you're in that
2: position as
1: well, my phone is ringing. Uh, there we go. Sorry about that. Unprofessional. Are you just kidding me? Unprofessional. If you're out there and you're you know, you wanna offload a home, that this is the good thing, is that you know, a lot of times homes can sit on the market for months. Uh, I think I saw some the, other day that were 60, 70, 80, 90 days. Mm-hmm. And even in, in a hot market like we are right now, it's still not a guaranteed gonna offload it. You have all of the closing costs, you have negotiations back and forth. This is one of those deals, if you want to offload a house, it's kind of like wash your hands of the whole thing. You know, give Lance a call. You can go to homebuyers.com. That's the website. Uh, am I correct on that?
2: www.homebuyers.com.
1: Yeah, nailed it, uh, yeah. <laughs> w. So do you have to say, oh, I thought the WW was No, uh, yeah, that's
2: part of the it's part yeah, of the Yeah, our company names Win Win Home Buyers. So oh. WW Home Buyers oh. to make it easy. I was assuming the WW was like for
1: the com thing. Nope. So there you go. So WW give Lance a shout and uh, let him come out and uh, start a contract. And thank you so much for joining the hey, show. Thanks for
2: having me on. Unexpected, but there uh, you go. Happy to be here. When we come back, we'll get into the, the McDonald's case.
1: Back, welcome everybody to the lunch break show. Uh, yeah, that's what happens here on the lunch break. Sometimes guests just connect. you never know who drops in. You never know.
0: So I uh, wanted to I, I wanted to ask him, but he, he got out of here. But I was uh, I'm sure he runs into a million people who think they're the next HGTV stars who are going to flip houses and make. Bank for the rest of their yeah. lives, and they're gonna be the next Chip and Joanna Gaines or whomever.
1: Well, that's one of those things I didn't, I didn't know, and I thought I knew that he. I thought he was a guy that goes out and buys all these homes and then flips them. Does the himself. flipping himself? But yeah. He, yeah, but that's actually a lot smarter. It's just finding the hot properties that people want to flip. Go ahead and get a contract. And then, while the paperwork's adjusting, you've already sold the contract. Right. You've made money without ever having to buy the home. Um, That's actually pretty genius.
0: I don't want to be swinging a hammer.
1: Nah God. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Look at uh, me, folks. This body's not built for swinging yeah. hammers. <laughs> Look at
1: these hands. Uh, so McDonald's. McDonald's is in the news because they were taken to court. We all remember the old court case for McDonald's with the hot coffee. Sure. Uh, yeah. Again, uh, this one is about a customer complaint that somehow went to when, when we went to a class action lawsuit targeting targeting McDonald's because of its quote unquote extra value meals. And their right. th- their their suit said that this is not a value.
0: Right. In case you're not familiar, these are the meals that typically would have a number and uh it comes with uh you know, an entree item, a side item, and a drink. So whatever. Yeah. A quarter pounder, fries, and
1: uh soda. <laughs> she bought because here's her here's I I I, I, I dislike people sometimes. <laughs> So, here's her reasoning, is that she purchased uh-huh. um, a sausage burrito on the value meal for $5.08. Uh,
0: Which comes with, like, hash browns and a coffee. Yeah, have a
1: coffee, yeah. Uh, and But when she did mm-hmm. it with that, it only came out to four ninety seven. If she ordered all the items individually. individually. So, really, uh, she only saved uh, 13 $0.14. Cents. Mm. And she goes, that is not an extra value.
0: So I thought it was the other way around, that the, the, the value meal costs a little bit more than if you were to buy the items
1: Oh, yeah, you are correct. It's yes. a $0.13 cent difference either way. Right. Uh, thir- so if you just
0: simply order the number, you're paying 10 $0.13 cents more. Of a convenience fee. Than if you were to order them each individually. Yeah. And she sued because of this, because she says this is not a value.
1: It violates the Illinois Consumer Fraud and Deceptive <laughs> Business Practices Act. Oh, my God. Uh, I love it. But again, she does have a case. And McDonald's should probably probably fix their pricing to where if you have a value bulk bundle meal, it's got to be at least a little bit cheaper than buying it individually.
0: I mean, value doesn't mean it's cheaper. Value just means you're getting something for value, right? I mean, if you were to, I don't know, go make... A couple of burritos yourself and make hash browns it's probably going to cost a little bit more than if you're going to just going to spend five dollars so where's the value is the value relative to mcdonald's or is the value relative to every other place that you go and eat
1: it has to be the value to mcdonald's because if it's cheaper to buy it individually Then just buy it individually. Don't be a dope and just buy it individually, (laughs) right? Do basic mathematics. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, that that, I think that was her complaint was that they're saying, "Hey, this is a value meal. If you buy them all bulk, it's a value meal." Where if I buy them all individually, it's cheaper. Yeah, so I think that was her big beef. Luckily, though, um, cooler heads prevailed, and <laughs> Judge Buklo, uh threw the threw the entire case out. So luckily, this did not have to be one of those hot coffee debates where McDonald's was forced to pay you know millions of dollars to someone. But I just this had to cost more money
0: in oh, it's not preparation. At all worth
1: it. Not worth it. No. Just stop. What happens to me when I feel like I'm being overcharged for something? I just stop going there. Like I had that with uh, Chick Fil A. Chick Fil A. People love it. It's a phenomenal, and you know, people love Chick Fil A. I I think it's overpriced, so yeah. I didn't I didn't go out and file a suit. I didn't go make a class Shh, action claim. did not go there. I just stopped going. I think you, you paying like what like six bucks for a chicken sandwich. For what you get, I just for me it wasn't the value point. Right, yeah. So I stopped going. Um, if you're feel the same way, let me know. But I think that's always been a a especially for some reason here in Texas, saying you don't like Chick fil A, is is one of those little hot button <laughs> hot button issues that people get really riled up about. Uh, so folks on
0: on face oh one one thing that people on Facebook are pointing out, uh, both Andy and Samantha pointing out that the hot coffee case was uh valid in uh, in that she was burned pretty badly in that case so um there was <laughs> i'll cut to your face right now you can take it up with them there's some validity in, in that case it's not the same as this one uh and, and and in this one i also don't i don't think that um that mcdonald's is necessarily being deceptive again like the court ruled the prices are all there It's not like they're hiding the prices of some items to make you think that this item, that this bulk item is cheaper. The prices are all there. If you wanted to do the math like people did, then you could do it. Um, Or you could just try it. Uh, I think, yeah, I think the, whatever you want to call it, a convenience fee, or if they are just trying to trick people, but still, there's nothing deceptive going on. They're just not making it, uh, they're just not making it as evident as or they're, they're wrapping it in language that makes it sound like it's a deal. It's still, if you want to Order them separately? Order them separately. If you want to just say, give me the uh, give me the number eight, then, <laughs> you know, just want to walk in and, like a
1: slug eight. and say eight, <laughs> and that's all you want
0: to do, then, yeah, you're, you're welcome to do it.
1: Uh, we're going to come back after a quick break. We're going to talk about there's another story, another article out about millennials and not grasping adulthood very well. <laughs> we'll get into that uh, coming mm-hmm. up next on the Lunch Break Show. back on the lunch break show. Uh, I'm reading the comments. I know I said we're going to talk about millennials. Oh, uh, people are mad. Yeah. <laughs> people are angry. And it goes no millennials in the studio to talk about, about this. And technically, Matt and I are both... We count. We count. We're we count. on the verge. Uh, we count as millennials, I think, by definition. I'm insulted by Anna's suggestion yeah. that I'm much older than I actually am. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> uh, so, the the article came out that says millennials are clueless about Taxes, and I again I don't know I don't know who makes up these these um, demographics. I think it's because more and more people aren't doing the traditional thing. Did did you ever do your own taxes? Uh, yeah, I mean we still
0: do our our own taxes because it's not as complicated as that would warrant to go to a CPA or anything like that.
1: Yeah, I um I I do my own taxes, but I do it through TurboTax. It's not really the, right. like I do it myself. Yeah, I remember my mom and dad going to the library and getting the tax forms, and like coming home and like pencil and paper or pen and paper, and like filling out the taxes and like doing all the math. And that se- that seems insane to me now. Like, I think if I had to do it on paper, I think I would I would fail pretty hard as well. Um,
0: yeah, I mean I can I can do it. I don't want to do it, but I I could. I, it's uh, they make it relatively easy, especially if you yeah. just have a one job. If you're not uh, freelancing or anything, you know getting a 1099 or anything like that, it's, it's just one page. Really, you just kind of fill the numbers in the way it says to.
1: So H&R did a poll for millennials to uh, determine how much they know about taxes. And 66% of millennials said they didn't even know when tax day is. Okay. Um, well, I mean, you should at least know that much. I know, See, but for me, like, if, if you'd asked me, I would know it's in April. I didn't know it's that, that, around okay. that time of year, but I do mine early. So I don't ever really have to worry about the, the, the deadline. They didn't know that life events, such as getting married and having kids, uh, affects your tax return. It does. Okay. Yes, it does. Um, I don't, again, I don't, I don't know how you wouldn't figure that out. I, I, will, I will say this I was surprised at how little I got for having a kid. I thought the, the the deduction for having a kid was a lot higher. Having a kid was a payday, right? Yeah, it's like, not. It's I'm, a, <laughs> I got money rolling in. A thousand bucks. <laughs> well, there you go. That's
0: all it's worth. Done. Yeah,
1: one of those deals. is Like <laughs> that's not that's not a that's not you no know, that's not a tax break. That's yeah. A, no. I still spent way more than that on having the kid. Um, and then uh, well, lastly, half of all millennials say that filing their taxes has caused them stress. And to lose sleep with I, I eighty-two like percent—that's anybody, right?
0: Yeah. Did they did they uh, survey older people with this at all, or this- I guess only only the the, the young? Okay. Only well, years. I mean, I, I imagine that some of the numbers might be might be the same people are just uh, a lot of angry millennials in the comments right now <laughs> yeah but know how to use facebook
1: uh 70 percent of millennials said uh that they worry they filed them incorrectly which is i think i would have that same that same yeah. fear if i had to do it pen and paper i would feel like i i 100 percent made a mistake somewhere whether it's i didn't get enough back or i got or I, you know i'm getting too much back i would feel like i definitely failed this yeah But with TurboTax, they have the assurance. Well, I I think part of
0: the part of the thing is that some of the questions that they're asking are, depending on the age bracket that they, because millennial spans a large number or a large age group. So people like us who are who are married and have gone through some of this stuff, we know some of this stuff implicitly. But if you're talking to a younger millennial, then I could understand just as when I was younger, I didn't know everything that went into taxes. You know, it's like I had I maybe had a part-time job or I I had one job. And yeah. it was just a simple yep. fill this out and and turn this in and or you know send it to and my parents were going to their account and said hey just take my taxes along with you and and I'll and and we'll do it that way, but um, so yeah I understand if you're younger you you probably don't know some of this stuff because you haven't encountered it yet and that's yeah. not necessarily a failing of millennials it's just being younger and not having to deal with taxes as long.
1: I like the comment in here that says this is basically comes down to the boomer generation which most millennials have. Boomer parents, Uh uh, the boomer generation uh, not teaching. And my parents didn't. My parents never set me down and goes, here's what taxes and here's how it works and here's what you do. And here's, you know, I never, never got that spiel.
0: No, but take some responsibility for your own don't blame don't blame your parents because they didn't teach you how to balance a checkbook or how to do your taxes i don't like that argument i don't like that (laughs) argument at all
1: i'm not making it i am just. i know you're not making it i'm telling
0: the people who are making it i don't like that (laughs) argument take some responsibility folks
1: i will say this i think even when i was in high school i think high school needs to do a better job of preparing you for adulthood. sure yeah there are certain things
0: that they could teach you in high school so you don't go to college and run up a bunch of credit cards
1: sure i mean just basic interest rates like just when because the first thing you're going to get if you're going to go to college the first thing you're going to get four applications for being pre-approved for four thousand dollars in credit they're going to give you four thousand bucks they throw they
0: throw so much money at you when you go to
1: college and $4000 when you're a freshman in college buy so many Xbox games and and Taco Bell burritos and order pizza yeah, that ends up costing you $500 when it's yeah <laughs> so you done. go crazy i i luckily my parents did instill that in me uh, and i never fell into that trap in college Uh, But you see it all the time—the credit card debt that racks up when you're in college, or they have like 17 credit cards because they have the Victoria Secret credit card and the Target, you know. But well, it saves five percent. Stop. The easiest
0: thing in the world is its to sign up for a credit card. It's the easiest thing in the world, Uh, and people and people make it easy for that reason because they know you're probably not gonna pay it off. So sure.
1: they, got you, they got you for way more money yep. than if you had just saved up a little bit and, and bought the thing. Yeah, so that's uh, that's one of the, I think high school should do a better job of preparing people when they go off to college mm-hmm. to live at least remotely on their own. Yeah. Uh, I think parents could do more. I think, you know, you're right. I think as people who are trying to enter into adulthood, take some responsibility on, on yourself for learning how things operate and things work. Uh, But I think, you know, even in school, because we had to learn how to balance a checkbook, which is pretty, pretty useless now uh, because I I know no one my age who carries a checkbook. It's it's a good idea to keep track of your finances. Sure. Yeah. But that's not anymore. That's not on on uh, on paper. It's funny. I did know someone one time that they got really proud of themselves because they had a checkbook, but they didn't quite know how the checkbook process worked. Uh, and so they were they were they were balancing their their checkbook and all of a sudden they wrote like seven or eight hot checks. Ooh! And they they couldn't figure out what they did. They went back and they were looking. They were like, Josh, look at this, I don't know what happened and like so what happened is whenever they would void a check, they they would add that back into their balance. <laughs> <laughs> they added the voided check. <laughs> Yeah, because yeah, well, no, I avoided the check, so uh, plus, so yeah, it's two hundred dollars. I got that money back <laughs> yeah, immediately, but they never, they never, ex- they never took it out. Yeah, so, and there's no minus two hundred bucks, only plus because they voided the check, and so they had like seven or eight voided checks for you know, ranking up almost to like, like to be twelve hundred bucks. Yeah, and so for for them, uh, they were they were living large. I don't, I don't know where all this cash came from. I I'm I'm living footloose and fancy free. And then, you know, they had to pay a lot So of if I could
0: just say one thing before, I know we're about to leave yeah. here. Um, so as not to be too aggressive and upset all the whiny millennials out there that are watching. <laughs> uh, if you do, if you are sitting there watching and feel like you don't understand taxes or you don't understand interest rates or sure. you don't understand this or that, go look it up. Like just go and do like it. It's all that information is out there for you. So if you, it's not enough to just simply say,
1: well, I,
0: I don't understand how this works. I don't understand sure. how taxes work." Go look it up, or go to an H and R Block, or, or not to, or, or wherever, yeah, and just say, uh, "Say, hey, I don't, I don't know how to fill out my taxes. Can you do it?" Or use TurboTax sure. or something like that. And I will it's s- easier than ever to make this stuff.
1: Work. I will say this. I know. I'm not sure about other other counties. Uh, I live in Collin County. And I get a little flyer once a quarter that talks about what's up, uh, what's in the Collin College for that semester. Mm. And they always have a basic finance class. And it costs like 40 or 50 bucks to go take a class. If you're unsure about what you're doing, that's a phenomenal use of $50. A basic just finance class of like how, you know, IRAs, spending, savings. That is a class that I would recommend to anyone and sometimes even myself. So I'm, I'm sure other count. And I know Dallas, I'm sure, has yeah, it. You know, Taryn yeah, has probably. it. So it's one of those deals. Go check it out. Educate yourself. Uh, there are plenty
0: of pl- places that are willing to teach you if you're willing to learn. Yeah. So Including there you go. the lunch break,
1: folks. Hey, yeah, yeah, right here. That's uh, one of those deals. I uh, hope you guys enjoy the show. Again, love your comments and feedback. Please feel free, if you have, uh, you can email me at joshhart at realnewspr.com if you have any comments. Uh, or if you have a suggestion for future shows, we would love to get your feedback. Or if you want to come in and join us, just like Lance did today, from mm-hmm. www.homesales.com. Uh, I've got it
0: right here. It is www.homebuyers uh, uh. So close, homebuyers.com, and we can come
1: come and ruin your website just as we have ruined his. Uh, But you can come and join (laughs) us on the show. We'll completely mess up any blog (laughs) that you want us to. Exactly. Uh, Thank you so much, guys. Have a phenomenal weekend. I'll see you back here on Monday.